Welcome to Forget the Numbers, the occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not totally alone in your ACCA journey, even when it feels like it. Hi everyone, I'm Kate from the Learn Signals Student Success Team, and today we have Alan. Hello everybody. Um, so last week I interviewed Alan and this week I'm going to interview Alan again um, because how we're going to structure this podcast is some of the important questions that students have been looking up since results week. So we so at Learn Signal we have a blog and we've checked kind of essentially our most popular um, blog stories and what students have been Googling over the last two days. So we want to, as they're quite topical, we want to talk through what those topics are because we know that it's probably they're probably quite common topics during results week. Um, and then Alan's obviously best place to talk you through just advice around kind of key things that may come up this week. Does that sound okay, Alan? Sound like a plan. So the first, one of the first blog posts that people have been searching um, this week is how difficult is the ACCA and essentially is the ACCA worth doing? So Alan, do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, I am ACCA, yeah. so I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, I think what what I'd like to share with you first is um, an email we got in, um, some feedback from a student and the student's name is Abby um, and Abby got in touch with us from China and she initially pays us lots of compliments and one of the things she said, unfortunately for her, she only found Learn Signal just when she was doing her last exam so it didn't work out for her. But what she asked us, and we checked with Abby, could we share her name today? Um, what she asked us to do was that she'd like us to share her story a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, and it was actually a really interesting and honest story, I think. Um, and her aim, as she put it in the email, was to help students um, in some way from, I guess, from her experience. Um, and I think her line is something that we say an awful lot. Um, her first line is the most important factor to passing all exams of ACCA is persistence. Um, and I think that's really something that that is kind of they don't happen easily and it is just persistence. And she goes on to say how it'll take a lot of work to complete um, she took two years to pass all of her exams and some of her per- friends, she's saying, are taking as long as three years. Uh, and she's very honest in saying, well, if you want a certificate to, in a short period of time to help your career pre- quickly, ACCA is not the choice for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we would say to a lot of people is that like ACCA, you get your results on a, last week and then you say, oh, I've got four or five weeks to study and then you wonder why you failed your exam. ACCA is all about persistence and um as she put it, having your heart in your work um, and putting your, your full heart. And I think what she means by that is putting is full commitment. Yeah. And you have to have commitment right the way through. Um, she goes on to talk about how it taught her about business and finance and tax and how she got a lot more from ACCA than she got from school um, or college, I presume, that she's talking about. Um, so I think she's a really, really good um good person to give us feedback from and she's somebody who's come through it all and clearly and her email is quite long we didn't cover everything but clearly from her email she's somebody who has struggled and back to the blog that you said Kate um, is the ACCA worth it Um, I would say yes I don't know too many people who Mm -hmm. have done the ACCA and have regretted it Mm -hmm. there have been plenty of people who have started it and not completed it yeah there are plenty of students out there who have started their studies um, 
and have gone, I've just stopped. Yeah. And we don't know where they are and they've either given up or it's too hard. But there are also plenty of students and we've unfortunately we've seen them over the last week or so who have been saying to us, oh, they failed an exam, they failed for the third time, the fourth time. Um, and you really do feel for those people. Um, and we, we have lots of resources. Yeah. So is the ACCA hard? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's, you touch on a lot of the points in terms of previously and, and it's something that Arby uh, speaks about as well in that they're professional exams. So she actually mentions how in her feedback on it, um, she says that it's not like school. It's actually, it teaches you how to do business, like how to kind of yeah. be good at your job, which which is very practical. I mean, I think even if it takes a while to pass your exams and even if it's, you know, high commitment because you need to com- commit three years or so to get them. If you're bettering yourself every day in your job and you're kind of learning more about the finance accounting sector and how to perform better in your job, surely that's an on, it's like ongoing development as yeah. well. And I think Abby captures that really well in her message to us because what she sees is that it's the longer term benefit and the longer term career benefit. Yeah. And if you're getting a qualification, no matter what qualification it is, and you want that to stand to you. So if you're a tw- if you're 25, let's say, and you're about to get your ACCA or, tw- or 30, you're effectively looking for that qualification to stand to you for 25, 30 years yeah. and always falling back in it. And no matter what industry you go in and go into, that ACCA qualification will always mean something to people. And I think Abby realises that. And the problem I think we have a lot of students about, is it worth it? A lot of students think it's worth it, but it's worth it on their terms. Yes. And you don't get that choice. And I like her. She she said, you have to have the patience and you have to put your heart into the work. Mm-hmm. And you do, you have to put everything into it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't something that you, there's no shortcuts and there's no easy way out. Yeah. And they are professional exams. And we've talked lots of times before, would you like, would you like to be treated by a doctor who has done, who has spent the last four weeks before they passed yeah. their exam? And the answer is no. And you're not getting the future career benefit. You're not going to be able to show your value in future careers or future jobs if you have just spent four weeks or five weeks trying to put as much knowledge into your head as possible, put it onto an exam paper and then walk away and forget it. And yeah. it, that's, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. So it's really about mindset then as well, isn't it? In order to, because it is a, it's a three year exam. Let's say it's three years to take the full qualification. Maybe you can do it in, in less, but generally on average about three years to complete. Yeah. And then, but it, so obviously that, that might seem like a long time, but if you're working in a job that you can apply and commit, you know, what you're learning and bring that in to your daily job, surely that's kind of continuous development. Yeah, but you need three years work experience anyway. Sure, yeah. So why not just gradually do those yeah, exams? Yeah, I think that's good. And every time you study, the thing about it is people think they're studying just for their exam, but they're not. What they're studying tonight or tomorrow or next week might be helpful in a mm-hmm. meeting that comes up, might be helpful to get good attention from their boss, from their managers, 
from yeah. people reporting into them. It might make them look good. It might make them look better. Yeah. Uh, and like that's the, th- the whole thing about yeah. ACCA. It's not just passing the exam. It's also about being able to practically apply that in, yeah. in the workplace. Yeah. So the right mindset. And I and, you know, we've said it before constantly in this podcast. It's they're not easy exams. They're very difficult exams. No. And um so because of that you need to give yourself a bit of time as well i mean you you always say alan don't do two exams in one sitting i'm sure yeah yeah. especially like again i've seen people emailing me in the last couple of the last week or so when they get the results and they're and they're saying oh well i failed my exam so i'm going to do two in this sitting and said well my answer always is, well, if you failed it in the last one and now you're yeah. going to do double the amount this time, yeah. what do you expect? What's going to be different? Um, and it really is about patience. And it's about being mature and taking, when things don't go so well, taking them kind of on the chin and yeah. not trying to overcompensate. Like life isn't a straight, yeah. isn't a nice straight graph where everything goes up nicely. There's yeah. going to be lots of bumps and there's going to be lots of drops um, and hopefully lots of good surprises as well. But you can't just, don't overcompensate, just take that experience and, and move on because yeah. you'll just end up chasing them forever. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, and just to pull out a very important line from the blog itself of what people have been looking at, um, we say that the ACCA is difficult, but that's the journey. Every student experiences those feelings and faces the same challenges. Instead of asking how difficult the ACCA is, ask yourself, "Can what can you do to make it easier for yourself? Yeah. I think mindset's a good one, isn't it? Mindset's the main yeah. thing and, and committing to it. And, yeah. and as Abby said, putting your heart into it yeah. and, and kind of committing to the fact that there's no easy way around. There's no way of guessing what's on the exam. There's no kind of simple solution there's no clever way of approaching them just be professional do all your study do all your practice yeah give up those things that you like to do for a little bit of time and if that's not you well don't do the acca yes i think that's 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 the reality of it yeah okay so let's move on to a very common topic this week because it is results week um we will be going out with this podcast on Saturday. So the results week will be done, but the same, I guess, topics will be coming up in people's mind. And one is a very common question that we get, but also a very common um, article that's constantly looked up on our blog, and that's exam recheck. So if so, mm-hmm. if a student has failed this week, Alan, they've gotten the results and they're not happy with it, they might only be a couple of percentage, percentage off in terms of passing. What... Give us your insight on on whether you would advise a student to get their exam rechecked. Me personally, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't think they have um, much of a chance. I think it's a very, very low percentage of people who get their exam papers rechecked um, who actually get any benefit from it. Right. Um, when you <clears throat> submit your exam results, I think by the time if you get between kind of forty eight and fifty two. I think your paper is looked at three to four times, if not mm-hmm. more. And the last check that the whole examining team does is they look at all those paper, all those papers that are a couple of percent either side of 50 percent, including not just the 48th, but also the 52s to mm-hmm. see if they're fair. And they do um, adjust them or mark them or approve those marks. I think most of the time, if although 48 and 49 is pretty heartbreaking to get an yeah. exam with 50 percent pass rate, um, they're mostly probably fair 
Um, and there's, there's a couple of things about the recheck. First of all, you get it rechecked. Um, you spend money, but you've also delayed time. You think, oh, I'm getting a rechecked. They're definitely going to fix it. So you're still not studying. Yeah. So what if you get a recheck back? I don't know how long it takes. It might take, let's say, three weeks. Okay. And they come back and say, no, your 49% <clears throat> is, is accurate and we're not changing it. Well, what do you have, three weeks until your next exam? Yeah. And then what happens is you go in and you're upset about the fact that the recheck didn't work. Your uh, We talked earlier, your mindset isn't there. You're in the wrong space and uh, you'll probably get even worse. Yeah. And again, it's being professional. And unfortunately, life isn't always fair. Sure. And you might think you didn't deserve a 49 or a 48. Um, but that is what you have to deal with. And it's it's about getting yourself up off the ground and, and dealing with that and and being a bit yeah professional sure so it. i guess you're you know you, you got you got to realize that the pro, the exam correcting process is that they will have looked at your paper right so that yeah. that's kind of the risk in it isn't it they'll have seen oh, per, oh this person is 2% off or 1% let's relook let's get and they yeah. can't they and, physically can't yeah and know? they've done that already yeah and and you, you kind of think, well, like, why why would you do it? They've done, I, I think, personally, that the ACCA marking, if you want to call it scheme or process, that they go through for marking papers is really rigorous. There's right. a lot of checks okay. that they do um, on markers. They put in, so for example, let's say the marking team will mark a paper. And let's say they give that, six, that paper 60%. They insert that same paper into all of the people marking the papers <clears> and they make sure that the the person marking the and the, the marker doesn't know which one it is. Yeah. So they're able to check whether or not that the markers are being consistent yeah. with each other and with the with the marking team. Yeah. And if they find that there's a deviation between what they thought and what the examiner thought or what the marker thought, they go talk to the marker and then they remark all they look again yeah. at all the other ones. It is a really, really good process. There's a huge amount of eyes on it. And, and I just think, of course, there are people out there who probably will be listening to this. Well, I got it remarked. Well, there you go. We might be one of the only okay. the, the few. Yeah. But it just adds to the, it gives you false hope. And I think in the majority of cases, you don't get anything back from it. Yeah. So I guess overall key takings are the process, the the marking process is pretty meticulous. Yeah. So trust that your result is your result unless you're of a very tiny percentage. And then also, you know, it's six weeks now to go to the next exam. So if you want to use your energy wisely, think forward as opposed to looking yeah. back. Okay. Use that money to pay for your next exam and yes. get your head on straight now yeah. and don't be... Otherwise, you could be left paying for an yeah. exam fee and paying for a recheck fee to get you nowhere. Yes. What about then, actually, just on that before we move on, is there any advice then in terms of when people, when students start taking their exam to to kind of do additional stuff for marks if 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 they are rechecking? I remember when I, when I did exams, I was always told, oh, do some, you know, do rough work or that type of thing. Yeah. Is that something that you advise or is it structured in a completely different way? Like, is there a way that, you know, you can gather additional marks if there's an if there's a need to, if they're looking back on your paper to try and get you? Not really. They've, really? Lo- they've looked at everything. Yeah. Um, like you've given them everything in your paper. They've looked at if you've done notes, if you've done rough work, if you've done planning. That's already been they, taken. They've into looked account. at your planning. You. The, the, the exact like... <clears throat> does this I, I think it's a bit of a myth and I probably had it when I was doing my exams because you hear people 
unfortunately when people fail exams they look they kind of the last person a lot of people look at is yourself yeah so unfortunately people when they fail exams they think well whose fault was it that I failed that exam and I think the, there's this belief that the ACCA are on a, a bell curve type thing that they only allow so many people pass or fail it's not like that uh, I firmly believe and I think people in the ACCA have confirmed this to me they would like more people to pass yeah it's not that they don't have a curve they're not marking to any numbers but what they do they do no matter what the pass rates are they uphold the integrity of the ACCA and I don't mean the ACA as an organisation I mean as in the qualification because I worked really hard for my qualification I don't want people now having it easier than I did and I don't want companies I don't want my qualification devalued because it's been made too easy and companies are now thinking oh well he's only ACCA we all know that's really easy so yes it's tough but the, the primary goal of any marker is to give the student as many marks as they possibly can for the work presented. Sure. And there's no there's no evil plot behind the scenes <laughs> to make people get 48 and 49. It's just what you got, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think as well, as you said, it is a, pre, you know, it's a prestigious qualification, isn't it? It's a pre- prestigious professional qualification. Yeah. So the standard should be the standard. Well, there's and a reason why they have 300,000 <clears throat> members. Yes. Like, there's very few qualifications or organisations in the world that can say they have 300,000 members who all proudly say I have ACCA beside my name so like and to be one of those 300,000 people didn't get it easy Yeah. and there's no reason Mm -hmm. why anybody should get it now and again we go back to look if that's not what you're up for there's plenty of other options out there there's plenty of other courses plenty of other qualifications yeah yeah Well, I think this actually ties in with the next popular blog post because I guess your key advice there is trust that the marking scheme is meticulous and change your mindset to move forward. Don't look back, move forward. So then the um, next blog post that was the most popular searched um, and read article this week is fail the ACCA, these three steps will get you back on track. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, that's a more positive way of, yeah, okay, you you may not have passed, um, which which I know can be heartbreaking when you when you first get that result. But, you know, let's look at how you look forward. So how how do you move forward? Alan, any advice? Well, I think the main one is you, you don't have time to worry about it. Yeah. Like, so the exam results come out on a Monday. Six weeks after that Monday is the first day of the next exam sitting, no matter which sitting you're in. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> there's a, I don't know, maybe not everybody will recognise this, but when I talk to people and they're all sad about something and it might be something like a, a sports result or something minor that happened in real life and a, and a phrase that I use is kind of get over yourself a little bit yeah. <laughs> and kind of come on. And I think we use the term um, recover from your self-pity or, or move on from self-pity. Yes. And I think, okay, you get the results early morning on a Monday morning and it's hard and you live with that. But by Monday night, you should be you should be steely and strong enough to say, okay, well, that that's done now. Now, what do I have to do to make sure that never happens to me again? Yeah. And I think it's great. So everybody needs a bit of time. Everybody needs a little bit of a wallowing in their in their own a few hours. misfortune. <laughs> a few hours. Yeah. If you worked in Learn Signal, you'd get about five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but for most people, you get a few hours. Um, yeah. But it is about getting yourself back up again and moving on. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, 
you don't have time for that. Yeah. If if you need a week, do you know what I mean? Well, then just do the next sitting. But if you really want to, the best way to turn kind of a bad experience into a good experience is to to is to do it is to do it again and sure. do it as quickly as you can and do it better and learn yeah and learn from it yeah <clears throat> so when we say when we give advice to students if someone's failed and we say right we'll work out what went wrong how does a student work out how do you, how do you start like how do you work out what went wrong I is think, it a self kind of yeah well I think the hardest thing I, I think people in general have is actually every, there's lots of people who can be honest about other people to other people yeah, but very few people, I think, can be honest about themselves. Yeah, because you're always it's looking harder. for. Your, <laughs> yeah, it is harder. It's to admit your own failings to yourself is probably one of the hardest things. Yes, the hardest things to do, especially when something hasn't gone well, because now you have to admit to yourself that you didn't work hard enough, or you didn't spend enough time on something, or you didn't do enough planning, or you took it too easy, or whatever. You have to admit to yourself that you're in this situation sometimes because of yourself. And I, I do get that some people struggle with exams and there's family pressures and there are there are genuine reasons, but the examiner doesn't know that. So at the end of the day, everybody's in that same situation. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes it's also hard to work out what went wrong if it's not obvious. Um, I think the key piece of advice is to do it differently. Mm-hmm. So like if you have spent hours and hours studying and doing questions and you failed badly, well, you have to look at, well, what didn't I do? Or what what did I do in the wrong way? Like if you're doing a CBE exam, if you haven't practiced on a CBE template, for example, yeah. if you've been if you've been attending any of the applied skilled papers and you've been using paper and pen to practice questions, you're going to be in trouble on exam day. Yeah. So things like that, you have to say, did I do everything I possibly could? And it's not about hours. It's not about oh, I did four hours study mm-hmm. every day. Did you do effective four-hour study? Did you have a plan? So we we launched those new um, those new template study timetables this year or this sitting. Yes. And like they've dropped down menus and you can strike things off when you have them done and it tells you which question to practice and it gives you the exam time. Um, did you really do all of that? Did you do it properly? Did you put yourself in the situation where you had to answer a question under exam pressure? So what was it that, that you you were let down on and I think most people who fail can honestly say to themselves okay if I'm really truly honest with myself I I I really didn't study hard enough or I didn't practice enough questions or I took the easy way out here or I said oh well I'm not I'm going to guess what comes up in the exam and then you find out that your guesses are wrong yeah I think if everybody's honest with themselves so it's really kind of like do something different so so make sure you've done done all the things that are obvious that you've done the study that you've you've practiced lots of questions that you've got people to look like our correction packs yeah that you've got in contact with us got one of our correction packs got some feedback that you have done a mock exam <laughs> i should get a robotic voice yeah, to do the voice do. to do that because i'm gonna go horse by the time i say it so much in the next six weeks but that you do a mock exam and one mock exam is a minimum mm. like it's not doing a mock exam and you'll be fine if you can do two or three, do two or three. If you can do ten, do ten. But yeah. it's not. It's about doing a mock exam. Um, yeah, because you really kind of know then, really, don't you? You do know. Yeah. And when if you, you sit down, if you sit down in a room with an exam paper, any exam paper, you sit down in a room and you give that a go for three hours and 15 minutes mm-hmm. or four hours for SBL, you know in your heart of hearts mm-hmm. after the first half an hour how prepared you are. Sure. And if you're just 
be a little bit honest with yourself. You don't have to tell anybody else how honest you're being. Be a bit, a bit honest with yourself. You know straight away when doing a mock exam. Um, and then if you know, well, the examiner is getting the yeah. same same feeling. <clears throat> yeah, because there is a, a bit of a recipe, isn't there, to exams, you know, yeah. in terms of technique, timing, um, you know, covering all the syllabus, boot camp, that type. There is a bit of a recipe to kind of make yourself solid or, or somewhat bulletproof yeah like in. a lot of people who fail will tell you oh well i answered four out of five questions but yeah. i but i answered them really well well no, how do you know <laughs> yeah. but you would have had a much better chance offering if you answered five out of five instead of four out of five yeah so just do those simple things and be prepared yeah yeah i think i think that's good and one thing that we we haven't mentioned which is in the blog i think you've covered everything um but there is a point that we say you burn out before the exam session so we've talked about that before and we kind of talk about it more in the lead up to the exam session Mm -hmm. but i guess it's it's worth you know flagging now is don't say i'm going to relax for the next three weeks because i work really good under pressure and then burn yourself out because that is a key finding when we look at why you failed, just burning out, not being too overtired, being jaded, lacking motivation, not seeing the bigger picture, that type of thing. Well, you lose a whole, you lose everything. And all you're doing is walking into an exam with a jumble of information you're trying to remember. Yeah. Instead of if you give yourself time yeah. for that to sink in, you end up walking in with a armed with something that you can apply depending on the situation you're presented with in the exam. Yeah. But if you go in with information remembered and you're desperately trying to remember the five points of this and the four things of this and the seven things of this, yeah. what happens is when you see that on the exam paper, you will just regurgitate kind of theory. Yes. But the exams aren't doing that. They're trying to get knowledge. So it's 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 about kind of giving your brain. Your brain needs time for the, all these things to sink in. Of course. It's not about remembering. This is not back to school days where you have to remember, I don't know, half a page of mm. a Shakespeare play and then go in and basically write it all down and mm. you do quite well. It's about applying it. So you need your you need to give yourself some time to apply this. But yeah. the burning out thing, yeah, people you hear, oh, I work till one in the morning. Oh, I did nine hours study on a Saturday. I work better under pressure. I work yeah. better under pressure. They're all myths. They're, yeah. they're all like, and I've said them before. That's why I know they're rubbish yeah. because I've said them yeah. and I fall in the same <laughs> traps. It's kind of what you want to be doing is targeting four or five times a week, seven if you can, but definitely four or five times a week on different days where you spend about 90 minutes doing some really good study. Yeah. And that's what it is. And be efficient and effective yeah. and you'll get your rewards over time. Well, I think this is actually a really interesting article, like blog post to kind of go through on results week because it is a positive one that says, right, take take your, take your a couple of minutes to set for self-pity, then reflect back, as you say, look at everything that you potentially did wrong from technique to timing. Did you do a mock? Did you do boot camp? Also, listen to the last podcast if you haven't, or we sent an email today, Learn Signal sent an email on a survey that we did based on kind of learnings of what students did and did not, more did not mm. from the March exam. So look at that and go, did you do a mock? Did you do boot camp? Did you call, cover all of the syllabus? Um, and then take, 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 you know, take maybe a day to kind of work out what you didn't do to move forward. Mm. Um, but we finished the blog post with... Failure is a stepping stone to success. Never a failure, always a lesson. What do you oh. think, Alan? I, it's very, it's it's far too highbrow for me. But yeah, it's uh, no, but it's it's a fair point, and and I think it's all about responsibility, and it doesn't matter what provider you go to, and people will say, oh, there this provider is a better provider than that. 
there's only so much you can get um, from anybody. So we can give you all the lectures, we can give you the mock exams, we can give you the correction packs, we can give you the practice questions and the webinars and all of that. But that's only that's a chunk of what you need. And unless you unless you put yourself forward, unless you take responsibility, you're not going to pass ACCA yeah, exams. I think so. And I think we've proven that too. We had the prize mm-hmm. winner, the two prize winners recently, both in financial reporting. We had a joint first in Ireland and we had the, the top the number one in Bahrain. So, um, and again, there are people who, who are committed and they got their rewards mm-hmm. for, for and their they commitment. they did it, I guess, on their own time, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, because they're doing it using learning signals. So they're, they're learning in a way that fits in with their schedule. Well, they've um, made, they've, I always think that it doesn't take that many people to prove the model works. Yeah. It just, just use the model. Yeah. And we've given you so much guidance with starting with the study plans all the way through to boot camp webinars, all the way to the day of your exams. So yeah. it's kind of trust us because when people have trust us, they've work. been really yeah. successful. Yeah. And I, just before we finish off, I, I personally want to say a big thank you to, because we have received really lovely feedback, Alan, mm. haven't we? This Brilliant. week, students have taken the time to send us emails just to let us know how they've gotten on. And it's been really positive and nice. And, you know, and we haven't even asked for that. So thank you to anyone that's listening that's sent in. Let us know how you're doing and kind of, you know, spoken really positively. So thank and you. I think that's something that. we want to do in future podcasts. So keep in touch with us, keep sharing your experiences. Yeah. And like what we did with Abby today, um, I think sharing experiences of you guys out there will help all the other students who like the the intro that Kate did today. You all feel alone, but you're not. And not only are we here to help you, but there are all other students who are learning from you and you can learn from them. Yeah, so so please share with us and, and we, will, we will share with everybody else. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Alan, for your words of wisdom and um, I hope that everyone this week were happy with their results if you know it's positive well done and move on you know for the next one and and get studying and then if it was negative hopefully that you've learned some key tips here and if you have any questions you can email us directly and we'll we'll be happy to help you Um, so thank you very much best of luck bye bye